Hey guys, Jobert Abraham here, and today we had an amazing guest. Wow, I'm mind blown by his story, where he came from, what he was able to accomplish. So you guys are gonna love this episode. You guys are gonna enjoy our conversation, his challenges. Uh, he was so transparent. To so check out this episode with Yui sharing his story, guys. See you on the inside. Welcome to Small Biz Tips with My Connections with your host, Jules Abraham, Abraham, where he invites successful six-figure or seven-figure entrepreneurs on the show to share their journey, their failure, their lessons, and tips that can help and inspire up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Hello everyone, Jewel Bear Abraham here from Small Biz Tips, and today I'm here with my brother from another mother. And guess what? We have the same last name. My good friend, Yui. How are you today, bro? Hey, I'm blessed. Uh, good to see you, bro. Good seeing you as well, my friend. So t- tell us more about you. A lot of people don't know who you are, and I think that's they need to know who Yui is. So tell us more about you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I've been so excited about coming on your podcast because I know this is going to be one of the top 10. In yes. Wow, you know, because you are that awesome. And thank you thank for you. back to the culture and to entrepreneurs as well. So I'm Uyi Abraham. I was born and raised in Nigeria. I was born in a middle-class family mm. and then raised by my mom, my grandma because mm-hmm. my parents, they got divorced when I was a child. So live with, we're just kind of living from one place to the other. Yeah. My grandma, middle class, then she lost her sight. So went from middle oh, class wow. to real poverty. Um, I can't remember eating a full, uh, a full boiled egg. Oh, wow. Uh, all to myself, except when I was sick or it was Christmas or Easter. Mm. You know, I had to split it over six ways. And I walk miles to school and some of those other things. So, you know, I came to America years ago. My, my grandma told me that one of the ways to escape poverty was education, mm-hmm. uh, to be a medical doctor. So I wanted to be a medical doctor so I can become rich. That's all of us, man. Yeah. So so I can eat a full boiled egg when I wanted to, eat a full thigh or leg of chicken when I wanted to. So I came to America with that dream to be a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the line, you know, it didn't quite work out well for me. I just lost my passion for that. That season of trying to figure out who I am and what I wanted to do. I tried to kind of different jobs. Uh, I came to America with just a hundred dollars to my name and it's wow. closed. So from there, working on kind of jobs until I began to figure out that the job thing was now was going to give me financial freedom and that entrepreneurship was going to be the way for me. Wow. So- I, I got so many questions. Yo, go and, ahead. And you know, what's crazy is, you know, I'm also um, an immigrant. I'm from Haiti. Haiti came okay. here, right? Came here at young age as well, just like you did and live with my aunt and uncle and my uncle actually lost his sight as well so i can relate in so many different levels yeah so as i'm curious to hear what was going on in your mind when you came from nigeria to here right and and like what was that thing to you for me i remember it was like i gotta make this work it has to work it has to work yeah what was going on for you yeah that was it for me also too i was kind of misled concerning Mm. what america was like 
God thought coming to America, just like what I saw in the movies, they just kind of <laughs> nice house. You just come yeah, you to America money on somehow. The floor. <laughs> somehow you just get a nice house, you get a nice car, you just love this flamboyant life. So mm. I was surprised that coming to America that people were actually struggling. Some some yeah. people were actually struggling and stuff, you know. And uh, but I just the good thing was that I was really exposed to good mentorship at a mm. very young age. So before I came to America, my mind was kind of expanding a little bit concerning wow. the concept of entrepreneurship, ownership, hard work, discipline. Mm-hmm. So when I came in, you know, even though it was tough, but my mind was already kind of changing towards yeah. it got to work or it got to work, right? Got to figure yeah. it out. But I didn't really have a mentor to help me one-on-one, that exposure. So it took me about 10 years to kind of figure out my way from different jobs mm-hmm. and, going to school, dropping out, going back again and stuff like that until a few years ago, I kind of really kind of found my mojo. Yeah. Your niche. When it comes so to t- en- tell us entrepreneur- about that. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And let me just give a good board now to somebody listening, right? Mm-hmm. Don't ever, don't quit on your dream, right? Mm. It might be delayed, but it cannot be denied. Right, mm. and don't sit around waiting for the perfect idea or the perfect business side or the perfect yes. time to jump in. You're gonna get better over time. If you wait till tomorrow to launch because of yeah. this or that or the other, when you, when tomorrow comes, you already be expired. Yes, done. <laughs> right, the kind of businesses I started ten years ago, it won't survive now. Right. Wow. So so I always tell people, just start. You can always figure it out later, right? Yeah. So at my first job coming to America, I was working at a movie theater. I wish to see that uh, movie theater. You were the guy that would turn the tickets. Yeah, I was wow. the guy. I was the guy. $6.15. And wow. not only that, I was so hungry. I was homeless at one point wow. that I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you know, because I didn't have enough food at home, right? Yeah. And I would just sleep in my car. So I walk in the movie theater, take my shower at the gym and stuff. Mm. And so when people come to movie theater, I used to pray and say, God, please don't let them finish their food. Sometimes I used to pray. So they wow. come and they didn't eat their food. Simply just buy like nacho, nachos and cheese and yeah. popcorn. They don't finish it. Yeah. Or they don't even eat it at all. I was that hungry that yeah i had to do what i gotta do in the movie theater you know amazing thank god i wasn't caught or anything (laughs) i I used to like oh help you know because sometimes they send two of us to go clean together i'm like yeah they just send me alone when i'm really that hungry and i don't have food afterwards you know so going from that to not kind of shaping my mind towards entrepreneurship started Mm -hmm. my very first business as a website designer it was my Hmm. And so, so wait, wait, did you learn that in school in terms of developing website or you kind of just now, grab it every, as you could go? Everything I've done in my life has been self-taught. Wow. Every business skills. And I've done several businesses until I started Bonza. Everything mm. has been self-taught. That's amazing. So t- tell us more about, tell us about the web design business. What would happen when you first started? Yeah, so it was my birthday. My friend was broke like me, but was a web designer. I was like, hey, I can give you a gift, but I can give you a template for a website so you can build it for your church. At that time, I was uh, in ministry as well. Mm. So you can build it for your church, and that's my gift to you. And he didn't have the patience to teach me how to do it. He just (laughs) gave me the link and the documentation so I had to figure out how to build Mm -hmm. myself. And that's where my first light bulb moment came in entrepreneurship. 
because I saw wow. that I began to learn how to think to turn my pain into profit and opportunities. Our church Ooh, needed- That's a bar. Turn my pain into profit and opportunities. Yes. Our oh. church needed a website. That was a pain. A friend gave me a template. So if I could solve that problem for myself, could there be other people who have similar problems I can Absolutely. also solve the problems for? So I built it for our church. Then I said, wow. So that means if I can build this for the church, there could be other churches. This was like 2004. It wasn't like wow. there was no way. No, no, it's, yeah, it's pretty space, early. People, nothing like that. you know, yeah. MySpace was, was around. Facebook wasn't even that day, big yet. Nothing, right? Uh, that time, I think front page was the most popular website thing. Front page, Microsoft Essentials, mm. all kind of different stuff, you know. So I built it. And I said, okay, Margo, at that time, I, I was like, God, I want to make just $4,000 a month. If I can make 40000 a year, I'll be so rich, right? <laughs> so I was like, I devised a plan, right? Mm -hmm. And let me take, drop another bar right now. I have a plan, even mm. though it's the wrong plan. But mm. having the wrong plan is better than having no Having plan no plans, all. yeah. Because it creates clarity. Exactly. So you had a, a way to go. And you can always pivot. You can always iterate, yeah. right? So I was like, okay, I'll build, if I can build 10 a month at $400 a pop, that'll be $4,000. So that was my real big oh, goal man. in life. And you I were focused on the, churches? So, yeah, I was, because that was my niche, you know. That, like, yeah, that's, that, that's genius. That's what I knew, <laughs> right? I didn't, I, you know, I couldn't go to businesses and knock on doors. There was no social mm -hmm. media at the time, really. So that was my goal. So from there, I began to think of multiple streams of income. Mm. Some of my clients for website, they didn't have good hair shot photos. No. So they didn't have photography. Some, some of them, they did like a video reel on the homepage. So mm -hmm. I began to think, okay, they didn't website. What else do my clients need that I can provide? Mm. That can be an upsell for my services. Wow. So the website, I learned graphics by myself. I do design graphics. At that time, CorelDRAW was what was, you know, CorelDRAW. <laughs> I remember Photoshop. that. Yeah, yeah. The Photoshop. Yeah. CorelDRAW. Uh, I learned graphics. I learned photography. I learned videography. Wow. So I started doing all of these things. Then I saw that at the time, video and photo was where the big money was, right? Mm -hmm. I could do a wedding for like two, three thousand. But yeah. it was hard to get a client to pay me more than five, more than a thousand dollars for website design. Mm -hmm. So I shifted from that to photography, video. Uh, from there, pretty much everything in between, you know, print shop. I've done it all. I had a restaurant. Wow. So I get it. So basically you started with one, figure out what they want. And then you bring that other thing and you see the revenue higher. So you're like, okay, let me keep going. Exactly. So how long would you stay for business? Six months to 12 months and then switch the services over? So sometimes I did it concurrently, right? Okay. So, so I mean, even as, I, even as I, two, three years ago, I was still doing photos and videos for the right client that could pay me what I wanted, right? Because mm. so, when you learn to do these things, these are skills that never yes. leave you. Yeah. And I always tell I people skills. To, don't just start a business, learn a skill. Yes. Because if the business you start, if it dries up, you are yeah. stuck. Yeah. But if you have a skill or yes. multiple skills, if the business dries up, you, you can always turn the that. skill yeah. into exactly. a business. So I've learned photography, video, web design, graphics, consulting, wow. uh, <laughs> printing, right? So I was always doing everything concurrently, mm. you know? So everything was always going at the same time. 
right? That's then, a lot. By uh, yourself? Yeah. Did you have a team yet? or I had a small team. I, I became like an agency where gotcha. I had like subcontractors that was working for me and stuff. Wow. And that was what kind of led me to Vonza. Mm-hmm. Tell us more then, about that. Yeah. So doing all of that, then in 2010, I said I created my first online course online course mm-hmm. uh, to teach people about how to make money online. Wow. Then, so you did that before everybody else because online course is popular now. You did it 10 years ago. <laughs> 11 years ago, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 11 years. <laughs> 2010. There was no platform at the time, but wow. thank God there was like uh, YouTube was kind of coming up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I will host it on YouTube. I put it on Unlisted. I host it on Vimeo, right? I didn't have the platforms like Bonza and the others that are out there right now. And then as I began to sell courses, and also have mm-hmm. a Christian university as well, I saw that now I have a problem now. Okay. I've always been multi-passionate entrepreneur. Yeah. That means an entrepreneur that don't just do one thing. Yeah. That, and that's hard. Tell me, tell, because a lot of people will say you want to focus on one niche, but you've been successful doing several different things layer them on top of each other. And, what would you and, say a lot of? <laughs> exactly. This is what I tell them, right? They're wrong when it's hmm. always focused on one thing because uh, everybody's wired differently. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this world by itself that can excite me enough to keep my attention enough. Mm. A little stress, a little bit, you know, doing two, three things, keep me sane because... <laughs> You see, I'm a creator. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your mind is going do, a thousand miles an hour. It's like tends to job to just focus on the iPhone. Don't yeah. do iWatch. Don't do <laughs> iPad, right? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But yes. it's always good to focus on one thing until you hit a certain threshold. Let's say gotcha. $100,000, right? Six figures, right? Gotcha. And after that, then you can do multiple streams of income right but gotcha. at the time that was less discipline because right now i probably only do like three things mm-hmm. but back then i used to do like four five things i didn't really know about this niche thing <laughs> i could have really done better just focusing on yeah one. vertically integrate them yeah exactly <laughs> but i've always been a multiple passion person mm-hmm. you know i don't just create courses i also coach right i also mm-hmm. have books right i also run a software company right I also have, I still have my Christian university, right? Wow. That's, and I have a team now that helps me run all of them. So I'm pretty much 80% focused on Vonza. Wow. So uh, I got a couple of questions for you here. One, Vonza, because you had the online business. What was the big problem that you saw that said, you know, I need to create Vonza? Yes. Very good question. So as I created my course, I was creating my course, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a course launch uh, probably around 2018. I was mm-hmm. using Teachable at the time. I also used Kajabi. And then I had to build my website on, on WordPress. Mm-hmm. I tried to uh, use Zapier, API, connect all this stuff. Yeah. So in the middle of my course launch, the plugin failed. Ooh. Uh, it was embarrassing that the landing page I built to connect to teaching. Yeah. People were now able to connect. Oh, so it was man. a big tech frustration. And then I was like, why is it that in 2018, there is no good all-in-one platform mm-hmm. that helps me to do one thing, run my business online seamlessly mm-hmm. without needing this 
tech issues, developers, plugins, all these multiple. Yeah, too many things at one time. Yeah. yeah, I'm a busy man. I don't want to be spending my time on software and logins and platforms <laughs> or hiring people, right? I want to just have one place that can help me manage at least 80% of, of my businesses yeah. together. And when I looked around, the only thing that was kind of close to it was Kajabi, but it was mm. kind of lacking. Uh, it was just frustrating. Teachable was simple for me to yeah. use, but Kajabi was just so techy at that point. Now it's kind gotcha. of got a little bit better. And so I said, there got to be something better than Kajabi. And mm. then when I was doing the research, talking to people, they said, oh, don't do it. It's just so hard to do. And also to you black. Uh, it's oh, hard wow. to get funding when you're black. You know, <laughs> so we became the first black owned all That's in amazing. one platform. Congratulations. Thank you for entrepreneurs to start their business. All of our competitors are all white boys, right? Wow. So, yeah, so, so that was, <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a lot of question in that, and that alone, right? Because yeah. you have to have the right mindset because people tell you not to do it. Yeah. Now you're into a space that there's not a lot of African-American and Black in that space. How do you, you know, mentally, right? How do you cope with it in, in terms of what do you say <sighs> to yourself? And, you know. <laughs> Good question, man. You, you, you got this. You need to switch from just podcast also. <laughs> <laughs> going to YouTube too, because you're so good with these questions and you got to, I think you should consider recording this stuff, not just only for podcasts, but also podcasts thank you, also thank you. save the video and put into YouTube because you are really so good at this, right? So honestly, I, I dealt with the imposter syndrome for a little mm. bit and the first, and we're about 15 months now, the first half of that, of our existence, wow. I wasted it trying to be white trying wow. to look for a white face, a white CEO. Uh, um, wow. Because, you know, before before the pandemic really hit, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of black people were not really online in terms of trying to do online business yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So <laughs> I knew I needed to, I wanted to reach out to the white market. I thought that I had to get a white face, a white oh, CEO. Wow. I was, I wasted time hiring, trying to find white people to work for us until... <laughs> My wife really just told me one day and said, you got to be yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And also too, I was dealing with insecurity because of my accent as well. Mm. Some people, when they hear your accent, they just automatically think you're not smart. You cannot yeah. be anything smart. Yeah, yeah. Months for me to kind of evolve to becoming the face of Bonza. and say, Amazing. yes, we're black owned. Yes, and we're better than all these other ones by the white boys. <laughs> I love it. Give it a try. 30 days. You don't have to put your credit card whatsoever. See how yeah. good it is, you know? So it took months to get out of my insecurity, uh -huh. you know? And say, so, okay, my weaknesses, let me turn it to become my strength. Black. I know. Wow. How can I turn to become strength? First black owned. Now mm. we're trying to, we focus now for our next level of growth is exclusively on the black community, on the black wow. entrepreneurs. And we have similar processes, things we're putting in place to make it easier for black entrepreneurs to start and grow their business online in one place. That's I don't amazing. want my brothers and sisters to go through what I went through. Yeah. With hiring that developers, pain and frustration. the infrastructure, the technology, the sinking, the multiple. I mean, mm -hmm. at one point, I was using over eight tools. Mm. My, my course wasn't teachable. I tried Kajabi for membership. My what website was on WordPress. 
Calendly wow. was using what well, Calendly and Acuity, both of them, because there are some things Acuity has, Calendly did not <laughs> have. Don't have yeah. I, I was using both both Calendly and Acuity. Uh, I was using Shopify for my yeah, t-shirt and yeah, stuff. I, I over eight different tools. I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. I need one that will be that will be as good as Shopify, as good as Kajabi, as good as as. Uh, even Mailchimp, I forgot to say I was using yeah. Mailchimp too for my emails, right? So I need something to be as good. So I put together our one of the best engineering team in so the world. So I'm curious, right? Um, when it comes to software tech, tech entrepreneur, which that you are, a lot of people pushing them to to raise capital to get this going. You had other businesses running. Where how did you one get the capital to get this? Because that's a lot to take on. You know, what was your process in that? Because not only are you dealing with it mentally, but the capital aspect. Did you go and raise capital or you leverage mm-hmm. your own fund? How did all that happen? Very good question. At this point, I've put in a million dollar plus of my own money. Wow. Into Vanza. Um, at first, we try to raise capital. But mm-hmm. what people don't understand too is that the Silicon Valley VCs thing is that White boys are the most likely to succeed when it comes to software. Mm. So when it comes to black trying to raise money from them, it's extremely, extremely difficult. Yeah, it's challenging. So I spent months to try to raise money. Nobody was going to give to me. So, but thank God I've had some success from my other businesses. Yeah. So I was just pretty much channeling my own money. So we are Mm. self-funded, bootstrap. Then uh, May, we had... I did a podcast. I don't know if that's where we connected. The yeah, we connected after, after the podcast. I saw you yes. at the conference. Yes. <laughs> yes. So David Chance, uh, I did the podcast. Then I got a brother just came up to me from after the conference, after the mm-hmm. podcast. Hey, you know, I don't know if you need money or not, but I want to invest in Bonsa. Black mm. Horn, this is great. I want to be a part of this story. That's amazing. So we got a little funding in May from him and the founder of another Black-owned software company. So wow. we, got, we got a little, we'll call it kind of seed, a little seed money. But so far, we're still self-funded. We're putting everything, we're making back into the business. And I'm still, you know, funding it until it gets yeah. to... Uh, That's amazing, we build it so man. fast, right? So in, in 15, 16 months, we've built over 10 features, you know, but it can be better, right? Yeah. You know, we want How many stronger users integration, you deeper. Huh? How many users? We have about, since day one, we've had about 10,000 signups. Wow. So we have uh, probably about 1,000 uh, customers here and there. That's you know, amazing. But yeah, but it's still small compared to our compares like 50,000, 100,000 yeah, customers. But it's coming right? along. I mean, I think that's huge because a lot of people don't notice those small wins. They start knowing about the company when it gets super big and don't realize that now you're in the trenches. You've been able to not only put your own capital in it, raise a little bit of capital, get over 10,000 users on there, 1,000 paying customers, all this in about 15 months. It's crazy. <laughs> That's amazing, man. 70, 70, 80 hour weeks, bro. I ain't gonna wow. lie to you. Yeah. Grinding. Yeah. Working hard. Now, uh, also too, part of our challenge too is trying to help a community that is mm-hmm. skeptical about oh, yeah. technology. Yeah. About so online it's business. Overseeing that, uh, you know, that absolute that mental mindset. barrier. Oh my <laughs> God. It's, it makes it more difficult, right? 
When you tell a black man or a black woman, on average, black man, black man say, start a business. The first mm -hmm. thing we think about is that I want to sell something physical. Mm -hmm. A bottle of water, a t-shirt, open yeah. a barbie salon, open a, a restaurant, a physical type business, right? Yeah. But when you say that, you can sell your knowledge online. You can mm -hmm. teach online. It's a different mindset. You can sell services. It's not very common with yeah. us. So now we're having to not only sell software, but now we're also investing a lot of time and, and resources mm -hmm. into re-educating the mindset. Yes, that yes. Online, online business is the world of the future. You got to sell online. You got to get Absolutely. comfortable to selling something, a product, a knowledge, a service, without having to be physically involved or hands-on. Yeah. That's where so, it is right now. I mean, it's not going back, especially it, with everything that happened with COVID. Yeah, it's not. And, and so that's where we are now. We try to re-educate uh, our community because they've also, this has also been our biggest supporter too. Let me say another thing, bro, that is so sad. Racism exists in technology. Mm. When Break that I didn't down. have my head, when I didn't have my, uh, my face on the About Us page in Vonza, mm -hmm. we had about maybe 20% other minorities, Caucasians. Mm -hmm. But when my face was there as the founder, I don't know what the current data is now, probably less than 2% as of this wow. time of recording. Wow. Sadly, when white people come to a technology site, when it's, some of them, not all, when yes. they see a black face there, they don't feel comfortable to do business with them. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's that's something that we as people overall got to change, and that start with our mindset. Exactly, you know, it and, and, then, with mindset. And, and then and then our people when we go to uh, Kajabi, Katra, ClickFunnels, we, we see white faces there. We yeah. don't mind. We we don't racist when it comes to technology. Yeah. We just want a good tool, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. sadly, some other cultures, when you see black people on technology, they mm. don't want to be a part of it. So we got we gotta work on that as overall people to change that. You know, it's not gonna be something that happened right away. But I think what you guys are doing with Vonza, especially educating the masses, yeah. that's gonna really help. So with that said, a couple questions for you. Um, everything you've been doing at this point, right? You've created several businesses. You've gone past the seven figure with some of your businesses. You're starting a startup and building it out from scratch. I think is amazing. What do you value the most about what you do? In terms of entrepreneurship? Yeah. Oof, I think, honestly, the freedom, mm. right? I'm still frugal because I've been used to not having a lot. Yeah. So I still get a little scared of, of, of spending money on myself. So it's not really, <laughs> but the freedom to know that, okay, I can do whatever I need to do, Yeah, right? Yeah. The freedom to be generous in our philanthropic mm -hmm. work. I'm getting ready not to go to Africa. We're going to send nice. wheelchairs. We do a lot. We help hundreds of people every month. That's amazing. You know, the freedom to be able to uh, teach and use my gifts and my skills instead yeah. of being tied to a desk, doing what I yes. don't really want to do. And the freedom to be able to provide for my family. <clears throat> I think those are the best part of what I do today. That's amazing. So what would be that one tip that you would share with any owners, either the person just starting a startup or the person that's running a 50 million, $100 million company? 
it gotta be two in one. Don't stop learning and mm -hmm. don't give up. Mm. Because think about it, if you had given up, you wouldn't be where you are right now. <laughs> exactly. And, you know? and if you give, if you don't give up, but you don't, but, but if you keep going, but you don't keep learning, you're going, mm -hmm. you're not going anywhere either. Yeah. Yeah. I you got to keep learning and then also to keep moving at the same time. Definitely. Wow. Dr. Yui Abraham. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. How do people get in touch with you? If someone want to try out Vonza, what's the process? Thank you so much, man. So guys, go to vonza.com. Uh, it's V for Victor, vonza.com. You can start a 30 days free trial, no critical yeah. required. And it's going to be in those show notes as well, guys. Yes, yes. And we're so proud of the software that we like. You don't have to pay us until you really, really like it, you know. So with Vonza, you can run your business in one place. That means you get a beautiful website, online mm -hmm. courses, digital products, physical products, your emails, your sales funnels, 12 plus tools All in, in one. one place, you know, so please try it out. You can also follow us on our Instagram. I'm really pushing my Instagram now. My first name is UYI, Umbrella Yankee India, UYI <laughs> Abraham. Follow me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you guys. Absolutely. Guys, go ahead and follow Yui. Thank you again for your time today. This was amazing. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Tips. For more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jeff Abe Online. And check out our website at www.abrahamglobal.com.